Welcome to Industry Leaders Journey, where we explore the lives and careers of conscious leaders who are making a positive impact on this world while they transform the supply chain and procurement business. My name is Su Shem. This week, I had the pleasure of speaking to Marcos Eloy Lima, Chief Procurement Officer at the Kraft Heinz Company. Most of us have seen Heinz ketchup bottles, macaroni and cheese craft dinner in the grocery store. The Kraft Heinz company is the fifth largest food and beverage company in the world, and it has a lot of brands we consume daily. Eloy has been a member of our Think Tank community since he joined Kraft Heinz three years ago. You will find out what it is like to have a seat at the table right next to the CEO as a trusted advisor and reporting directly to CEO. Let's begin this journey. Hey, Loi, how are you? It's been a while. How are you doing today? Very good, very good. So thanks for having me here. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Yes, Loi, we've been preparing for this for more than a year, I think, because <laughs> a lot of things happened in life. Actually, when we met first time, it was 2020 during the pandemic. And I remember actually, yeah, you were moving into North America during the pandemic. If I remember, it was a quite crazy time. So let's start there. Like, how did you get to the Kraft Heinz? That's a great question. Actually, to answer that question, I'm going to just give you a quick overview about uh, my career, my life. Basically, I spent the first 20 years of my career working in a beer company, ABMBF, that became ABMBF, moving around several different places, several different functions, especially in procurement, of course, built my career around procurement and supply chain. And along these 20 years, I, I had the opportunity to live in four different countries, working for ABMBF, moved a lot. Uh, my mm -hmm. wife is an angel. And then finally, I received the call from Kraft Heinz to join the journey of transformation here, right? So a big turnaround story that at that time, the company was really at the bottom and was in search for a CPO and talking with Miguel, our CEO. So he shared his dream about the company and the transformation of the company. And then I thought, oh my goodness, that, that will be an amazing journey for sure to be in, right? But I had built my whole life at AB in Bath. And I can mm -hmm. tell you that was definitely one of the hardest decisions that I had to take in my life. But if I fast forward three and a half years now, it flies. It's definitely was definitely one of the best decisions that I have ever taken in my life to join Kraft Heinz. So we are in an amazing transformation journey. As I mentioned, three and a half years ago, we were really at the bottom. We are not at the bottom anymore. I think we are in the, the mid-back, but we are in our path to greatness, right? So we, we are building a great company. And that's a long journey for sure. But in our path, uh, I think that is an amazing opportunity for us to build a great company coming from where we came yeah, yeah. just I'm, three and a half I'm, years ago. I'm honored to see that from the beginning. I got to know, I could say later on, yes, I knew Eloy when he started. And uh, what made it so difficult to choose? Like when you said one of the hardest decisions, why was it hard? I built my whole life there, right? So I had my best friends, you know, I had my whole career. I had, uh, you know, I knew the company very well. I have uh, I have beer in my veins, right? So <laughs> I, have, I have lived my whole life around the company. And of course, the company also put me into different challenges and in very, very, very good positions in my life. And I, I was able to build a lot of my story around right. the company. So that's, that's yeah. it. I love the brands and so on. So that's I love right. the people. So Basically, life was really good, but almost perfect, and we were going well. And, Nothing's but perfect, then, but uh, it was, it was <laughs> yeah, going perfect, well. But it was going well, but you got to take some uh, uncertainty risk and a little bit almost throw 
on your own disruption to take this new challenge. And that is a little bit scary. Life is sure. all about challenges. Life is all about challenges. And yeah. of course, it was an amazing challenge in front of us. We still have an amazing challenge in front of us, of course, far from being concluded, the task or the challenge or the mission. And that was it. So that was basically the opportunity to jump into that level of challenge. The right. And that was 2019. And then you didn't know that the really extra challenges coming ahead, like pandemic. <laughs> Not oh only moving to a new company, new country, that is selfish challenge. But then there was like extraordinary challenge and pandemic. And we all know supply chain disruption that followed with inflation and everything. Wow. Crazy, but you survived so far and doing well. So we're gonna unpack that, how you survived this. So I wanna actually point out that invitation to join the C-suite. It is actually amazing. And you know, Kraft Heinz is not small company. It's the one of the biggest company in the world. I believe it's the fifth largest food and beverage company in the world. You not only just report to CEO, but you're the one of the five executive team members. So you're basically inner circle of CEOs. <laughs> And how does that happen? You know, we talk about that procurement is a strategic, we should get this seat at the table, but you actually already have a seat at the table right next to the CEO. I want to hear from the horse's mouth. What does that mean? Why does the Kraft Heinz and your CEO and your leadership believe that procurement function is so important to really have that seat? And then how do you actually make that happen? Yeah, that's a very good question. So, and and I'm actually really honored to be part of the executive team of uh, Kraft Heinz, such a big company, such an amazing company. And this comes with a big responsibility for sure, right? So that's a it's an amazing and, and tremendous responsibility that I have and my team have, not only to have the seat at the table, but to justify the seat at the table, right? So, and to increase the seat at the table. Because ultimately, I think the transformation of procurement as a whole has been tremendous in terms of generating value for the organizations, right? So, creating a real strategic value for the organizations from procurement, not only focus on cost and supply security, that of course, this is the baseline, but bringing, you know, support from the company growth as well. So, right? So, supporting the innovation agenda of the company, building bridges between the company and our, our external partners, right? So creating an ecosystem where we can collaborate and elevate the capabilities of the company, complementing the capabilities of the company. And procurement has a key role of doing that, right? So being able to be part of the executive team, as I said, is an amazing opportunity, but with a huge responsibility to be able to make this opportunity materialize in added value for the company. And that's basically our challenge here. And that's basically our journey here as well. So that's, right. that's where we are in. Strategic value means another word, supporting companies' growth through partnership and innovations and building the bridges with the external ecosystem. Well, that is a really good. Now I want to hear how you actually do this. <laughs> so we're going to unpack <laughs> a little bit more. So what was like the initial main three-year strategy and priority that you thought you're going to do when you started? And then the reality that happened and all these disruptions and pandemics and all that. So what did you end up doing? <laughs> that's, uh, that's an amazing question because when we build the, the strategy, definitely nobody was expecting anything close to what happened in the last three years, right? Anything close to what happened in the last three years. And ultimately, we built the strategy focusing three pillars, people, operational excellence, and value. So ultimately, we build our teams as well as starting to work on elevating the way that we operate procurement within the company in order to address and create more value, both on top 
and bottom line, right? So bottom line being, you know, the, the cost efficiency moving from cost-cutting approach to a continuous improvement approach and then bringing the suppliers along with us to drive efficiency. And as I said before, also to drive and support the innovation agenda of the company, right? Building these bridges and bringing solutions from the external world into the company as well. Of course, no, as nobody expected what happened, the life that we lived in the last two years, especially the last two years of inflation of everything and shortage of everything, put an additional challenge on our transformation, right? So as I said before, we were at the bottom in 2019. And in order to navigate this craziness that everybody was basically facing, without a proper foundation was an extra challenge, right? And also, of course, putting this extra challenge as cherry of the cake that we had already a huge challenge in front of us, it was incredibly, incredibly hard. And ultimately, I think the, the thing that I'm most proud of the last three and a half years is, is definitely on our teams, right? So how our teams were able to navigate those craziness, right? This crazy life that we live in the last years, but also keep going with projects that are enabling our transformation going forward, right? With a lot of grit, because the team proved that the team has a lot of grit and, of course, building collaboration engine as well with our suppliers that we were for many years very far from, right? So we got much closer to some of our strategic suppliers. They're still far from ideal, far from ideal. But that was a key enabler for us as well to be able to navigate these last three years. But now, going forward and looking forward, we refreshed our strategy. We just did it in the beginning of the year, as we do every beginning of the year to kick off the year with the leadership team. And we keep basically the same kind of structure, adding some new elements. Of course, risk and resilience is one additional pillar that was embedded as well already on our previous strategy, but we clearly reinforce the importance of risk management and resilience going forward is as important as it used to be in the last years, as well as partnerships. Partnerships as a foundation that covers basically the whole strategy. So basically, those are some changes or, let's say, reinforcements to our strategy in order to be able to keep going for the next three to five years. We are building a company that, as I said, we are in our path to greatness. We are building a company that's going to become a great company in the long term. In order to do that, procurement has to be a strong function within that the company, right? So, and, and that's a big value that we have to bring to the organization and, of course, to build that journey going forward. Great strategy. So uh, we all know strategy is one thing, implementation of strategy is another thing. What, another what thing. has been the most challenging part in that strategy execution? What do you find is difficult? Like people don't like change, obviously, and then that's why strategy on paper is great. But when you're trying to implement, there's a lot of a change element that really challenges us back. That's true. Of course, I think retention was a challenge across the board for us was an special challenge as we had already put in place a, a brand new team back in 20, 2019 and also focus, right? Discipline, because we have so many crises happening day in, day out to keep focus on the critical things, on the important things that would help us to transform the organization going forward. That was definitely big challenges, right? So moving from the firefighting to really bringing value for the long term, 
That mm. has been a gigantic challenge in the last three years or maybe in the last two. I can tell you that uh, with this foundation that we built, as well as building the strengthness in the team, we are starting out 2023 with, you know, a fresh perspective about the next steps of our transformation. And as I said, we just refreshed our strategy with the team and making sure that we have focus on the priorities, on the key things that we need to evolve in order to enable our transformation going forward, right? There are so many things. There are so many things that we still need to work that the key challenge for us is always to prioritize what we're going to focus, but mainly to live with the things that we didn't prioritize because those things are still out there and are still not working, right? Mm -hmm. Or not working as we wish. So manage it and live with it while we focus on fixing and evolving on the priorities that we define. It's been a key challenge for us and that's definitely one of the main focus for us going forward. So mm -hmm. making sure that we focus on the priorities managing the things that we didn't prioritize while we transform the rest. Yeah, understandable. Okay, so when we talk about transformation, we cannot not talk about technology. So uh, I remember you mentioned in the beginning, you will definitely shift your attention to technology and it is the enabler of transformation, I think. So given that actually Kraft Heinz is a huge SAP shop, you guys have a full suite from SAP, Ariba, Field Glass, Continual Workforce, then Business Network. Oh my God, everything I think you have from us. I actually want to know, uh, candidly, what's your perception good and bad, and your experiences with the technology so far, and then what is adoption and reality like? Yeah, first thing is that we still have a lot to evolve in technology, right? So ultimately, in the last three years, we were revisiting this another day. We have invested in technology in the company and in procurement more than we have invested in the last many years before that. We focus on basically solutions and systems that could help us to elevate the way that we operate, like Ariba. Right. But also how to manage and our spend and drive insight to the team. So implemented solutions as well. Actually, we are in the middle of the conclusion of the implementation of solutions in order to drive insights to the team, as well as the way that we manage our commodity risk management. Right. So we used to be very Excel focused and that's it. So now we are having a solution that is enabling our risk management team to take better decisions as well as to drive the right decisions going forward on our on our commodities. Those were the key focus. So going forward, we are heavily focused on supply resilience. That's definitely a key focus for us, as well as, as I mentioned, on the, the pillars of our strategy, simplify the process and enabling the team to become more efficient, right? So within procurement, but for the company as well. That's a key, a key element as well on our digital transformation. And on top of it, we are looking also after solutions to enable collaboration, right? So internally as well as externally, that's key for us. Yeah, supply chain collaboration. Okay, I hope that our business network can help you big time <laughs> and then definitely need your <laughs> input to this, you know. So now I want to switch a little bit to a sustainability discussion. Because it's interesting, your previous job title actually had a procurement and sustainability in the same job title. So can you explain a little bit more on how did that work? How can you do these two things? Is it the same thing or two different jobs or roles, uh, teams? How did you integrate it? 
Yeah, independently of the title, there is no way that any company will be able to reach the sustainability, the ESG challenges without a strong procurement organization behind the initiatives, right? So we have been working a lot on driving the initiatives to deliver our commitments, but going beyond that. As we, as many other companies, we set the net zero commitment as well for us in 2050. And there is a long way to go to get there, right? So ultimately, we are working together internally with other functions like commercial R&D, supply chain, finance, and so on. But also, most importantly for us externally as well, with this ecosystem of partners that can enable us to leapfrog the solutions that we are able to develop internally with the capabilities, with the knowledge, with the technology as well, that they have already developed for others and for themselves. So just last week, I was with one of our key strategic suppliers visiting some of their operations. And it was an agricultural supplier, so focus on agriculture on that visit. And we were able to go to some of their growers, to visit some of their growers and to see live how technology is evolving on agriculture and how this can help us to meet our sustainability challenges, as well as become more efficient. So that's, a, that's an amazing opportunity for procurement to grow, for procurement to deliver, as well as for the procurement team to be integrated with the rest of the company in order to bring solutions for our ESG challenges and our sustainability initiatives. There are so many, so many projects and initiatives going on that, of course, we need to make sure that our procurement team is dedicated, focus, and discipline around those initiatives in order to guarantee that those initiatives will make a difference. The key challenge is to bring solutions that are sustainable, not only for the environment, but also financially, right? So that's a big challenge for our company and many others right. that are navigating through the sustainability initiatives. So right, right. that's a big opportunity as well as a big challenge for all of us. Mm -hmm. You mentioned once, I think, design to value methodology. I guess when you mentioned that is that design of the, for example, product and then all the way to the value in the value chain, how procurement is uh, integrated from the beginning of design all the way to creating the value. That's that's a very good question because that's one of the approaches that we are using to run, you know, to identify efficiency as well as to drive innovation in a company, right? Design to value, we, we have been using a lot in the last couple of years as an opportunity to identify both efficiency as well as insights for our innovation and renovation agenda, right? Getting insights from competitors, but also from consumers, right? Evaluating our cost structure as well as, you know, the key features that we have in our products versus what the consumers are valuing as well as what the consumers have in order to take decisions, to take cost out, but also to add value in, right? So that's an amazing opportunity that can address both bottom and top line, right? So, and this has been a tremendous partnership internally in the company as well, with R&D, with commercial, you know, you name it, but also with our suppliers. Uh, that's an opportunity to become more efficient that does not necessarily create any conflict, right? So we both, in both sides, we want to become more efficient. And then that's an amazing opportunity to bring the suppliers along with us as well. Right. This goes back to our first question, talking about the, to the C-suite and then the seat at the table, and then how you're really creating that strategic value for contribution of the growth. 
growth of the company. Yeah. Absolutely. Then, absolutely. Right, that's a really good example. So I want to talk a little bit more about the co-opetition. So when we did the one think tank meeting, I think earlier times, uh, we asked you to recommend uh, one of your favorite book. And then you mentioned a co-opetition. I think that's the book name. Tell me a little yep. bit more about it. Why did you recommend That's it? one of my favorites. I think that's an amazing book. It's an old book, actually, that basically is about game theory applying to business and shows how, how it can be possible to align competition with cooperation or collaboration, right? So across different levels. So, and, and this is so relevant for us nowadays because ultimately that's, you know, coming back to the, the ecosystem that I was referring to, it's so important for us to identify partners that can complement ourselves, right? That can bring capabilities that we don't have that basically can bring solutions that we cannot find ourselves, right? And how to complement each other and find those opportunities that meet also what each one of the sides are looking after, right? So that's, uh, again, uh, that's a, that's an old book, but a book that is very, actually very fresh for the, the days that we are living and, and the need that we have to collaborate across the board, internally in the company, but also externally with our system of partners. Yeah, so I, I think I can hear that the theme, you know, word you use most often, I think it's a partnership and collaboration, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the name of the game. We are not going to get anywhere without, you know, partnerships and collaborating internally and externally. We're not going to get anywhere. So that's critical for, for any business, not only for procurement. Of course, procurement has this, you know, connection internally and externally as well. But I think for the business to be successful, for our company to be successful in our journey, partnership is a key element of it. Right, right. So on that note, uh, currently, what kind of sustainability project within Kraft Heinz uh, you or your team is uh, heavily engaged and something that you're proud of? Yeah, the net zero challenge is a key one that we are developing as we speak our strategy, along with different projects that ultimately address the net zero challenge as well. Like uh, last year, we closed two key contracts for us to implement renewable electricity in the company that we didn't have. So it's something that many other companies are already ahead of us, but we are playing catch up on that. And then we, we catch up very quickly uh, last year, closing two big contracts on that. And we are working heavily as well to evolve on regenerative agriculture we have agricultural team scratching their heads on, on the way to evolve and bring sustainable agriculture for our, especially our tomato growers, right? So across the world, we are extremely relevant for processing tomato across the world, and uh, we are the ones to drive it, right? So, and then implementing sustainable practice across the whole world is key for us. And then on plastic, ultimately a big challenge, right? To find recyclable solutions for some of our packaging materials, like the sachets and pouches that we have, flexible packaging, and moving at speed as well to make sure that we have a circular economy, a circular packaging solution across the company, right? So this is a key element for us and of course going forward is going to become more and more relevant as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to creating that co-opetition and collaboration in our think tank and uh, with all your Absolutely. peers. Yeah, and creating something unique and then also meaningful for the world. All right. I want to actually ask you this kind of crazy question. If you have a magic wand with all your spending power you have, given your current position, I know because there's a lot of limitation in the real world, but it's magic wand. What would you like to solve? Wow, that's a big question. I think I would like to solve this net zero challenge, not by 2050, but now without the cost associated to it. I think that would be the magic one. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. So I can see now where your heart is. Okay, zero emissions, that's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
So how about this? At this stage in your life and your career, so with all the leadership exercise you have been doing, so how would you describe your fulfillment and purpose? That's a great one. I think my main purpose is really to develop and enable talented people to grow, right? Grow while delivering outstanding results. And you see the difference that great people make in anything that they do. And it's amazing for us as leaders as well to enable them to grow at their speed. That's for me my main purpose and definitely what I look forward as my legacy in any place that I am. Beautiful. Yes. Talent development discussions are always very interesting, hot topic among real good leaders for sure. Okay, let's wrap it up with this optimistic note. So I'd like to ask you, finish this sentence. I am optimistic. Da, da, da. Yeah, I'm definitely optimistic about the future of our company, about our journey, our transformation journey, the transformation that we are in. As I mentioned, we are in the middle of this journey. We are not there yet, but really, really believing in our people and the ability that they have, you know, to build our path to greatness and with agility and speed using our scale to build a great company going forward. That's definitely what I am optimistic for. And I'm very optimistic that a company like Kraft Heinz will really revolutionize how we eat and how we actually grow the our agricultural products. You guys will support Absolutely. all the farmers. So it's, it's gonna part be part of the transformation. That's right. So I'm looking forward to that. And anyway, this was a really, really fun. And uh, thank you so much, Eloy, for spending some time with me. And then we'll continue our conversation offline with uh, our other members of Think Tank. Thank you. Thank you so very much. So it was a pleasure to be with you here today. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Industry Leaders Journey. This series is produced by the Industry Value Chain team at SAP, where we are committed to making the world run better and improving people's lives. For more information and to access all of our podcasts, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Ariba.com.